Before we get started, I need to thank a new Patreon patron. Thank you, Quack Tran, for joining the small but mighty army of original cast patrons. I hope you enjoy the original cast of the movies, the exclusive Patreon podcast you get for becoming a patron. Do you want to listen to the original cast of the movies? Just go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod and pledge fealty to the original cast. There are several tiers of patronage, but they all come with access to our exclusive patrons-only podcast, the original cast at the movies. July's movies, the Academy Award-winning film Once, which became the Tony Award-winning musical Once. Funny how that works out. Again, go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod. All right, here's the show. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you... Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a director who the internet tells me was recently booed at an air guitar competition. It's Christina A. Coakley, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Good work gets around quickly, yeah, right? it does. We're here to talk about... A man of no importance. It's a rainy Dublin morning, sky a and gray. Black umbrellas passing, just a normal day. A woman is sliding to eggs on a plate, calling her brother, now Alfie, you're late. And a man is brushing the lint from his vest, just a man. His uniform is depressed, now the man remembers a poem that makes his heart Butcher next door waves goodbye to a man of no importance. Man of no importance, Flaherty and Aaron's. This is like our fourth Flaherty and Aaron's we've done on this show. Has it been that many? It has. We've done Ragtime, uh-huh. Susical, right? Once on this island, and now a man of no importance. Wow. Yeah. I don't know that we're going to get to Rocky. We may. <laughs> You know, you never know. I love my favorite year. I could do that all day. I was just talking about that one. Yeah, yeah. I love that show, and I love that movie. Um, but you have the CD. This is where <laughs> we got go. A man of no importance CD. It was okay. It was not easy to track this down. No, I have to say, no. and I'm not proud of the things I did to get it, but I got it. <laughs> That's dedication and right there. It is. I well, it's my craft. I have yeah, to, you absolutely. know, I have to live by it. But um, yeah. So, how did man of no importance come into your life? Well, I think I'm going to um, hearken back to my husband here. Uh, wh- I work at uh, Keegan Theater, have been for more than 10 years now, and way back in, I guess this was 2010, um, it was pitched around by my husband as a show that would be a good fit for Keegan because Keegan is an Irish theater company. Mm-hmm. We've been touring to uh, the Emerald Isle. Uh, we haven't recently in past years, but it was every year for, oh gosh, I think a decade or more. Um, and so we've got that tie there, and this musical is, it takes place in Dublin, and obviously the music is just gorgeous. Um, I mean, Aaron's and Flaherty, it's just, <laughs> it, I mean, you talk <laughs> about their catalog, and it's like, you, you hit all these just timeless shows. That, oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it was just something that we looked at the, the message of the mm-hmm. show, and we thought, this is a perfect fit for for uh, theater lovers um, because it, it just raises up the importance of why we do what we do. 
And so um, at that point, I had just started directing. This actually was not my first show, but my first musical. Oh, really? My first musical. So, of course, you know, I'm going back in my head as I'm listening to the score and thinking, was that a good choice, (laughs) 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 directing? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great thing about theater, though. It just it happens and it floats away and people you know everything gains in memory i think as david mamet wrote um so yeah it's a uh, i did not know this show uh i knew it existed i will say <laughs> much to my shame because the minute i started looking it up i i w- my memory was refreshed i thought it was a musical version of a woman of no importance okay Mm-hmm. Just in my head, you know what I mean. The, the, obviously, there's a different word there, but it didn't <laughs> it didn't register. And then when I looked up the show and found it was based on a movie, which is not a movie I've seen, but is a movie I have seen the trailer to mm-hmm. fifty or sixty times because it was in front of like three different VHS tapes that I used to watch all the time in wow. high school, like Waking Ned Divine, uh-huh. and I can't remember course, two other right? like yeah two other independent films that had like maybe one was Train Spotting even, but it had like just it was some British film or something and it had you know this, these movies trailers in front of it and I would it would so I can recite the trailer <laughs> like, without any without any uh, any problem at all and so then I immediately went oh god it's that oh I wonder what this is about and I looked it up and Christine it's sad right <laughs> it I know. is it is a sad show um the the 60s were not uh, it was not a kind world for a closeted gay man no uh no it it should be a sad show it's very well let's tell it so for people who don't know which probably is a lot of people what is the story of a man of no importance so the synopsis is um it takes place in dublin ireland in 1964 uh, and centered around a man named alfie byrne who is a closeted homosexual and he uh, is a bus conductor who forms a community of actors and they rehearse in uh, a small church and his uh, favorite playwright is Oscar Wilde and so he decides to put on a production of Salome um, which sure it has uh, some salacious themes in that mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure a, a church in 1964 a Catholic church I should say um <laughs> <laughs> might not find too appealing. So sure. um, it starts out with just setting up that storyline and, and you get to see the, the richness of all the characters um, and how they double as actors in the show, but then they also are the prop master or mm-hmm. the uh, el- electrician. And, and so you've got these great songs where they they delve into how they put their their, their life into this show, even though they, they toil every day at their day jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all the, all work that they do on the side. And um, so you, you kind of get built up into this production. You meet this young girl named Adele, who is a newcomer. Um, but somehow Alfie convinces her to become the princess of his play. And uh, so then she starts coming to rehearsals. And you also meet a young man named the na- by the name of Robbie. Mm-hmm. And he is the driver of the bus. And also uh, a very handsome Stephen <laughs> Pasquale. Yes. <laughs> and I guess his breakout role, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he is uh, the, the secret love of Alfie Byrne. Um, and so 
Uh, he's got this great song about the streets of Dublin. He's not into poetry or plays. And um, he invites uh, Alfie to come out to this pub so that uh, he can experience actual life. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfie is <laughs> closeted in one way, but also in another way. He goes and does his job and comes home, and um, he lives with his sister. And uh, his sister hasn't been able to live her life either because she has been waiting for her brother to get married. Um, she actually does have a suitor, uh, Carney, who's the the butcher and also uh, one of the the leads in most of Alfie's shows. Uh, the importance of being earnest is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got all of these characters that are you know introduced in the first couple songs of the the show. Um, and then it all kind of falls apart. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like every good drama. Exactly. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the, the song books is where it comes out that, um, you know, the, this show is so too salacious to be produced in a church. And so, uh, it's now, um, Carney's, uh, mission to, to bring this, uh, issue up to the, the church, um, pastor, uh, pr- priest, and, um, it, it gets shut down and, um, that's where we have the awakening of Alfie Byrne, where he decides without having this in his life anymore, he's got to live life himself. And he... Tries. <laughs> he tries. He tries. He does. And well, he's set up. He is set up. He is set up. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, he propositions a man who had been propositioning him, and it turned out it was a, it was a bait and switch, and he yeah. gets, yeah... Pretty badly beaten. um, Then he's also found out by his community Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, his sister sees uh, this happen and um, all of the the actors in his play find out about it and he's now scandalized and um, he also doesn't have a play anymore. Um, So... The or a job? Doesn't he get fired, or does he get? He actually does continue, but Robbie gets switched out. Oh, that's right. So he, he no longer. Oh, that's a whole other story right, there yeah, yeah. with Robbie and and his uh, side love. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Do I? We'll get to, to it. It'll okay. get, I'm sure it'll come yeah. up. It's a okay. good song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um. Yeah, it's not. It is not something that you would think of it's one of those musicals that i that makes perfect sense as a musical mm-hmm. i think because it is one of those it it is a show uh, or a movie of high intense emotion mm-hmm. in a very very small kind of setting which i really really enjoy those sort of like the stories that elevate just everyday life problems that are big and grand and also proxy for larger issues we have right. at hand but in a very small setting but it isn't, I think, the kind of movie that, that most people would look at and go, oh, that should be a musical. It, right. it doesn't have y- y- that other thing. Mostly it's not, it's very, f- I mean, the trailer makes it look like there are some, it's, it's an Irish film. There's going <laughs> to be some really good jokes in it. Um, but it isn't, it, it is not at all the kind where you go, oh, clearly, that's, it's not like big. You yeah. know? You're like, oh, okay, fine, they made a musical right. of that. Like, it's this very tiny little film. It was a tiny little story. And the show ran in 2002 at... Um, at the Mitzi in Lincoln Center in their off-Broadway section and did very, very well, but that was kind of it, yeah. and it didn't transfer, it yeah. didn't tour, really. It played around, it appears to have played a lot in Canada and the UK. Yeah. Um, 
Makes sense. And pops up, as you say, like Keegan and places right. do do it. Uh, but it, despite having a relatively, I mean, Roger Rees, the late Roger Rees <laughs> plays Alfie. Yeah. Um, as you say, Stephen Pasquale plays Robbie Faye in his breakout role. Um, and there was one of Faith, Faith Prince is, is yeah. his sister. What's mm-hmm. so funny to me is that listening to this recording, I did not recognize any right. of these people until I read the list yeah. and then went, oh, of course that was Faith Prince. Like, right. I absolutely. Know. But it is, it is Faith Prince being the least Faith Prince she's ever been in a recording yeah. to me, which was great to yeah. hear her just sort of break out and do it. Uh, and these really good, I mean, good Irish accents, which... If you go to the YouTube uh, and look up this, oh, th- God. there are some not great <laughs> Irish accents. Uh, that's fine. Irish is a very, very hard accent to do yeah. um, and have it not lilt Scottish or kind of disappear. It's mm-hmm. sort of this in-between. I think people don't realize how hard it is until they try yeah. to do it. I worked in an Irish pub for a while, though, so I mm-hmm. feel like when you have been uh, deposited in that world. Yes. I mean, you can kind of hear the the differences in, in the, the different dialects. And so I'm glad that it takes place in Dublin and not like Cork. Yes. Because right. that could be... Where the accents will be, yeah. A whole the garbled... Be a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it is, it's big city, big city Irish accents. Uh, but it is... Yeah, it's it's a very it's also a fast... Is it? It's two acts, correct? Two acts. Okay. It's fast, though. Is it a, is it a short... Or shorter show, it like it's only sixty minutes on the CD, and it really does seem to cook. Well, there is a, a decent amount of book, um, you know, mm. Terrence McNally. And Terrence McNally, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there isn't a whole lot of the dialogue in the actual um, CD. Yeah, uh, and you know, God, uh, ten Which years I ago, I can't remember how long our production was. I mean, it, it had to have been at least two hours. Sure. Um, so there, it's. It's a meaty show, and you know I do kind of wonder why more people don't do it. I guess because it's sad. I mean, <laughs> it is that. well, but it's funny that it, it is. But sad. so is Fun Home, and there's a lot of parallels. I feel like with that show, yes, and the characters. However, they do take. Totally there were pass. moments listening to this where I, I would imagine that both Jeannie Tesori and Lisa Crone knew this show because songs like um, "Man in the Mirror," yeah, not. That song, The Man in the Mirror, but this song, The Man in the Mirror. (laughs) Man in the mirror, staring back, you're afraid of your own reflection. All that you want and dream and lack. And there's no one but you to blame. Afraid of the world, afraid of myself. Um, and, um, there was another song that really, I had a real fun home Uh moment. It might've been the cuddles Mary gave. There was just these, this small aside, deeply dramatic song that kind of went, went to a lot of different places. Um, yeah. I mean, there's the, the love who you love. Which yeah, I find just uh, I, I <laughs> I've listened to the CD a couple times in preparation for this, and like it, it makes me cry every time I hear it. The reprise, actually. Are you going to judge me, Alf? Tell me I'm a sorry sight. Are you going to say that confession will set me right? I don't give a feck for that. No one's going to tell me what's proper to do. Least of all, you. You live with your sister and don't get out. 
Well, poems won't teach you what life's about Or how it feels loving someone who can't walk down the street with you Yes I feel like the Yeah you get the full picture of the right. show at that point. Well, because that's it. Well, here we are. So Robbie, yeah. <laughs> the 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 uh, the uh, object of Alfie's affections, as it turns out, is having an affair with a married woman, um, much to the scandal of Alfie when he catches them. In, in is it in? Are they? They are in a, a, the bus stop where they work. Okay. So they're they're you know kind of just getting it on in the corner sure. there, and at, at this point. Uh, Alfie is distraught and he's um, I, I don't even know why he goes there in particular he's just kind of wandering right. at that point uh, but yeah I mean it, he, there are these interactions of all of these um, different examples of love throughout the show there's the character of Adele that we find out that um, she is an unwed pregnant um, mm. mother and um, she has a boyfriend, and so that's where the the first version of of love who you love comes out, where Alfie sings to her um, about how you know you shouldn't have shame in loving who you want to love, which is very ironic that he's the one saying that where right. he is he is so closeted at that point in the show. Um, and then you also have the the cuddles that Mary gave, where you get to see this really pure love of. Um, of the character of gosh, Baldy. Baldy. He mm-hmm. was the guy who uh, was the stage manager right. of all of the productions of the Saint Imelda Players, and um, his late wife uh, was in one of the the starring players in, in the roles. And um, uh, he just sings this gorgeous melody about the the love that they had and how they were they seemed very mismatched uh, he was a very small man she was a very large woman um but they just they fit Mm -hmm. each other and complemented each other so perfectly and the only thing he misses more in the world are the cuddles that this woman gave him um and so that's this very pure form of love that elf that alfie gets to be exposed to um, there's the unrequited uh, love of uh, his sister and Carney. You know they're right. they want to get married, but she is not pulling the trigger on that until Alfie is married. Right. Um, and then there's there's Robbie and this married woman that um, he loves desperately, but you know just this first circumstances they don't really get into in the play. Right. They just can't be together. Well, that would have been well. Divorce was. Unless I'm mistaken, illegal in, in the Ireland. Catholic Church. Well, I think in the country. Very well, could have been. Um, yeah. I'm pretty. Sh- I am. I am pretty sure. I was gonna say, gonna you're Google you're Catholic, this. aren't you? I oh god, yes. Uh, Irish the, Catholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ireland. I I'm gonna get. This is my guess. As I'm before I press enter. Mm-hmm. That Ireland voted divorce in in 1997. Wow. This is my guess. Wow. 1995. That is intense. Yeah. Um, I remember this. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I remember this happening. Um, yes. You, um, it, it was sort of like, there's this thing, if you do theater, you encounter this plot point a lot of shows that take place in New York where people go to Mexico to get divorced <laughs> because getting divorced in New York is still very, very hard. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of like that where like people would get married in Ireland and then they'd go to England to get divorced right. and then come back. You know, it was this whole like, messy messy thing but yeah it was illegal to get divorced so if you're in love with someone who's married mm-hmm. and she does have three children i think or she, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah um so it's you're that 
just kind of SOL. Like mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a moment that really, really surprised me. In I there's a few times this show really cracked my expectations mm. with the story, which mm-hmm. was which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So you, where um, I expected Robbie to just be a kind of Lothario mm. that would this would break Alfie's heart that uh, right. that Robbie is n- is not a good person and he's blah, blah. no Robbie's in a desperate situation and really really accuses Alfie of a lot of intense things and saying i mean the line that kills me at the end of the song when he says you'll never know what it's like to be in love with somebody and not to be able to walk down the street with them and you're just mm-hmm. like oh right you, know, you just sort of like <laughs> crumble and you're, the, the, it's so dramatically it's perfect i also got mad that they like somebody thought of that and it wasn't me because uh, it's just so beautiful um damn yeah i swear to goodness. oh man that's nothing it's a great compliment if, yeah. a, if a writer tells you you did something that made them mad uh, but well, well, and if we're also getting into uh, you know Ireland at the time, uh, you know with Adele's character, mm-hmm. this unwed mother, you know the, of all the children who were taken away from their yeah. mothers, and uh, which raised. is why she's going to England to have the baby, right? Absolutely, yeah. which is it's just so heartbreaking to think about all of these um, people's circumstances, and it it's based off of you know the the laws that are governed by the church, mm-hmm. and um, it's it, it's it's just really sad that this is the world that they're set up in, um, but I guess hopeful to know that <laughs> change has occurred. Yeah, well, right, eventually. Eventually, twenty yes. years ago now, thirty right. years away from when this is all taking place. It's yes, and it is. Um, it, it it does have. It it all does end well in the sense that after he <laughs> gets beaten up, you find out. His sister loves him nonetheless and without hesitation. It seems mm. to me she's very mad, it seems, and you can correct me how much I'm wrong about this with, with what happens in the script, mm-hmm. but it seems from the song that she's really just mad he didn't tell her. Sure. That's her primary. Her life was on hold. Yeah. Yeah. For him. And if she had kind of, if he had said something, she would have been like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of the people in the play, including Robbie, or all the people in the, the theater troupe, I should say, yes. including Robbie, do rally around him mm-hmm. once he at the very very end mm-hmm. uh and he has a community and a life and and will continue in some capacity with, and now he's out yes you know once you're out it's like okay which is the, which is the great song i mean he sings at the end the song of this like well welcome to the world life is clearly something that i can't rehearse it's dangerous and beautiful and free as verse and rather than avoid it by time I stood in it way welcome to the world I am in the world that should be enough and that's all I have to say. Which is a great thing for him to do as a character after he's been through mm. what he's been through to sort of go, this is better right. than what it was before. All things known. Mm-hmm. You know, all things that it, it's a, even though I got beaten up and I can't see my the man I'm in love with every day anymore and i can't i yes this is this is the better way to live is is out and and proud 
um, or as out and proud as you can be in 19. <laughs> sure, I'm sure there's still right. some pretty intense limitations on what kind of life he can Can't have. Be out there, yeah. Um, well, and we should say that the uh, the show itself is is couched in this sort of frame framework of um, it being a show within a show. So the, right. the show starts off with Alfie coming into the the hall to pack up all the props. Um, you know, fast forward to the to what the end of the story within the story. Um, it, that that's what he's doing at the start, and then he's imagining himself as a character in this play called A Man of No Importance. And that's when you see the action of meeting all the characters and, right. um, you know, starting the song of uh, the, the opening number of the show. And then after Welcome to the World, or actually at Welcome to the World, that's where he's... We come back come again. Back, exactly. Back around again to the... Yeah. So the, it's... I mean, it's sort of vague what ends up happening to Alfie after this. I mean, we assume that there is no more St. Imelda's players. So that in itself is obviously very sad for right. not just Alfie, but everyone because of this has been um, the that part of their life that they aren't able to attain anywhere else. Um, but the fact that he's imagining himself in this play, I mean, that it's it's it leaves it open to interpretation of what that even means. Sure. Um, and there is something, I think it's more based on the trailer, because now that I know the story, they actually give away parts of the ending in the trailer, which bugs me. But... <laughs> um, it it seems that in a musical, you always never really know to me what did happen and what didn't happen, and the sort of like picturesque moment of everybody coming back and 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 for, you know and being in his group. Did it really happen? Did it mm. not really happen? Mm-hmm. You could kind of stage that a couple different ways. His sister's love is undeniable, right? Because that does happen after he leaves the stage, and mm-hmm. she says the the line at the end of the song, which is the revelation that she loves him no matter what. But everything else could be, you could kind of c- give it a sideways, a sideways glance. It should be known also that her, her boyfriend, her beau, um, boyfriend just seems like just the wrong word. Yeah. Um, He's also ancient, at least in this production. I was going to say, so. it's not, they're not quite, yeah. But it, yeah, they're just too old to have boy. I guess they're not. But it, yeah. it, it feels, well, it also feels wrong because of the nature of their relationship. I was going to say, he does not come at the end. He is, he is yeah. unrepentant in his rejection of, of Alfie. Yeah. And, um, but their relationship feels old. I mean, it feels mm-hmm. like a very old married couple who just aren't married. Like, that's the only... Right. Or living together. Right. But, like, they're not... Their song, Books, <laughs> which is, I mean, my least favorite song in the show. Uh, and it should be. It's written to be your least favorite <laughs> song in the show. <laughs> Do you know what's in his room? Books. Hundreds of books under lock and key. Well, there it is. Books. They're at the root of it, books. You know they're dangerous, all that junk piled up in your flat. Here, have some more. Not only that, he cooks, revolting foreign things. Cooks. Can you imagine it? Plates of stuff with parsley on top. Here, let me pour. I'll have a drop. But books. <laughs> I, I've been known to skip it on occasion. <laughs> it's so. What I really liked, I, the thing I like about it the second time I think I listened through was the thing I hated about it the first time, mm. which is just how stereotypical. Mm. I realized listening through, I thought it was the characters, but listening through it the second time, it's really just the conversation. Mm-hmm. Is this sort of like all he does is read and cook? Isn't that peculiar? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need books. You shouldn't read books like that's a bad thing to have and it is 
it's so dismissive that it is it's too far you know these two yeah. characters are being they're being ridiculous and well and they are drinking while this is happening that is so, true you know yeah. they could be uh right. exaggerating what they might say <laughs> running out of usually, things but, right <laughs> but it, it's also just so perplexing too because you know this is a guy who's been the lead in all of the shows that saint emil does so it, right it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot by doing this, by shutting this whole these players down. Well, and this is the thing of I, I think what's good about his song, which is the confusing place. I think the world's a confusing place. Um, uh, confusing times. Confusing times is I did really get a sense of his motive mm-hmm. that it didn't. That I mean, obviously he he's moralizing and he's superior. Like mm-hmm. these are bad traits in a person. But it was simply the fact that like I can't with this. Like mm-hmm. I can go so far with you, and then I have to stop. Like the mm-hmm. the world is confusing enough without us putting on this play that has all these bizarre, like to him, bizarre sexual things and violence and like all this. Uh, he just can't put his head around it. In these confusing times, I cleave to what I know, a servant of the sacred lamb. You had one foot in hell, I only meant you well. Listen, Alfie, you know who I am. I know who you are. Yeah, and I mean, you know, also he's kind of being <laughs> prevented from living his own life. Right. And getting to experience, you know, these salacious things that he's reading right. about in all honesty. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, that is another layer. I don't know if it's really tied into those uh, those strong feelings that you mentioned, but... Well, I think it is because in books he does try to proposition gets, Lily yeah. several times and she just I mean I don't, down. I don't think rudely but just mm-hmm. like no we're done you know right. when we're married everything right. will be fine but you know we're not now and then like and a, like another like t- tiny layer to it I, I feel like is also there is um, the fact that he did not get the leading role in <laughs> this Oscar Wilde production right this this young new this new girl who gets on the bus gets it instead um, and he's, but he's, he couldn't have it. That's the weird sort he of, he couldn't have it, but he also like in the, the confession song, mm-hmm. he's confessing to the father that, um, he had led an actor to believe that he had a leading role when really it was only a supporting oh, one. And that's, and that's Carney. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, it, he never says who I like that though, that at the end of that, the father Kenny says, like stop confessing all the same things right. or stop taking so long to confess all the same sense. And I did kind of wonder, have you done that before? I bet you've done that before. Mm-hmm. You've done that before. And you certainly get that sense from art where we hear from all the St. Imelda's players that they all have been trained by him to take their jobs very, very seriously and to express themselves fully. Art can't go far enough, right? No. <laughs> well, especially t- staging the Dance of the Seven Veils as a tap dance, which I thought was is just oh such a God. great, that's a great musical joke. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great musical joke to have it just be like, yeah, we're going to have a tap dancing number It takes here. you back to just like that, you know, typical musical theater number that yes. you're expecting to yes, see. Yes, that has to happen. Yeah. And inside of the typical musical theater number, which is a bunch of people coming out and saying a lot of silly stuff about the props and about the mm-hmm. costumes and the woman designing the poster, I really, yeah, <laughs> really like. Well, and is it... <laughs> Oh, right, yes. Because it's, it's her. It's Saloni's mother. Right. right, it shouldn't be the, the salacious young girl dressed yes. in... It should be... That's what this, everyone's expecting. Yeah, this it tigress, be her mother, empress. Right. 
in other woman. words, you. Yes, right? right. Oh, well, that's how you want to look at it. Or she says like a small, that's one way to look at it. It's yeah. really great. It's a really funny song. And, and as a director, I, I kind of love the song art because sure. as you're getting into tech, I mean, it's just constant constant feedback from every single department and mm-hmm. i mean it, it just you feel that role that that alfie's in there of just trying to keep all the plates in the air but let's yeah, yeah. let's keep, let's it, going, keep it going guys. right sure yeah. right yes great and disaster's gonna hit at some point and sure that's you know kind of this part where like the the head the prop of the the head it just looks like a disaster is that what it's supposed to be i was wondering what the joke was there that it didn't yeah because part of me also th- I was wondering if it looked too realistic. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good either. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to take it. Because this is, I should say, it, it, this is um, it, the the wild play. Um, can you pronounce it, please? Because I, I can't. Oh, well, they pronounce it in the show Salome. Salome, right. Yes. But so. we know it as, as um, now I can't say it the right way. Salome. Salome. I'm just yeah. trying to get, I'm trying to get Sunset Boulevard running through right. my head enough <laughs> to, to say it correctly. Um but so it is John the Baptist and, and Dance of the Seven Veils and, and that whole Bible story. I mean, that's the other funny thing about mm-hmm. it is it is a Bible story. Mm-hmm. It's Wilde's take on a Bible mm-hmm. story, but it is a Bible story. And mm-hmm. so on the surface, you would think the church would be fine with it. Yeah, but isn't like Jesus Christ Superstar in that same uh, area where people find it? Yes, but it's the yes, but... There's it's the rock music of it all. You can sort that's of immediately the, that's go, the blasphemy well, part. Well, no, it's oh, not. Okay. but it's like that's that's the first bar of entry. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I can feel like people are like there's no guitars in church. I'm like okay, fine, never <laughs> right. mind, back it up. Uh-huh. But like this is oh, oh they're doing Salome. Oh, that's a Bible story. Mm-hmm. Fine, like right. not my favorite, but right. fine. You know, and then it kind of gets past the censors that way, mm-hmm. and then it's only when somebody <laughs> reads it like, wait a <laughs> and minute. goes, hang on. Uh, I don't know the play. Do you know the play? I I read it before we did right. the show so ten sure. years ago. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's it's been a while, so I wouldn't. It's, uh, it is not one that I that gets done. Uh, of of the two, four, six, ten, eight, nine plays or so that Oscar Wilde wrote, um, it's not one of the top ones that I think I've knew of it, but I don't I don't think I've ever heard of anyone producing it. Doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's all. Well, it's all importance of being earnest. And then mm-hmm. after that, probably, well, like Ideal a Husband woman. or a Woman of No Importance yeah. and Lady Windermere's fan mm-hmm. pops up every now and again. But it is it's sort of low on the, the totem pole. And he calls it a masterpiece. It's, yeah, it's Wilde's masterpiece. I mean, yeah. he considers it to be his best work. And I mean, there there is some beautiful poetry in the, the show. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe that's, that's what he's referencing. Sure. And it is about love in a different way. Mm. It seems to be about love in a less ironic way than like importance of being earnest or even lady you know all the 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 other ones which are about you know this upper class drawing Mm. room Mm -hmm. there's there's no real three-dimensional characters up there there's just a lot of people speaking witty dialogue and god it's good so i don't care but i mean well maybe that's what he's getting at it's like this is like the the true art as opposed to you know sort of the the fluff the the comedy that you're you're coming there that you're expecting Mm -hmm. this is the real because in this version Salome is in love with John the Baptist mm-hmm. in in a pretty intense way. Mm-hmm. It seems to me. Yeah. So that's that's hardcore. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't know until doing research for this that um, the love that dare not speak its name is not an Oscar Wilde aphorism. Did you know that? No. It was actually said by uh, Lord Alfred Douglas, who was 
Oscar Wilde's best known as Oscar Wilde's lover, um, in a letter to Oscar Wilde, mm. the, the love that dare not. He called right. homosexuality the love that dare not speak his name. The quote is attributed to Wilde mm. um, most famously, but and is certainly connected to him, but is not not one of the one of the things one of the beautiful uh, phrases he did not say. Uh, but he did say a lot of other amazing so things, many great obviously. quips. I mean, um, and a lot of them are in this show. It's always yeah. good to hear. I mean, the the big one being the only way to uh, defeat temptation is to yield to it, right? Which just gets it just gets in all kinds of problems there at the end. But it comes up three or four times in the show that mm-hmm. the 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 that is the 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 success he takes of it. Um, mm-hmm. That and the quote that I I love 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 is. Um, it's important to always be in love. That's why one should never get married. Right. Such a great. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that is a quintessentially Oscar Wilde quote to oh me. Oh God! That. Yeah. Like, oh gosh! How you, you can't even laugh. You're just like, ah, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> That's so witty. Have you ever directed any Wilde? In I your no. turn, no. no. Have you done mostly musicals, or have you done? Uh, I've done mostly musicals. I've a couple of plays here and there, mm-hmm. but um. But it's mostly. It's mostly sticking with. But this was your first one. It was, yeah. Is that something you always had wanted to do? Did you always was it was musicals always your your jam, or was it more plays? <laughs> to begin? Yeah, I think so. Um, I uh, you know I was that Broadway girl who saw Rent on Broadway for the first time, and that was just the end of it all. Okay. And um, you know maybe if it was a play that I saw, maybe I would have gone the other the sure. direction. Um, but I don't know. There's just sort of a, an area that I, I fit into at Keegan, which is, you know, where I've worked for the last, um, God, who knows how long. Sure. Um, so <laughs> I, I we don't have to say it's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of fell into it. And, um, you know, I, I feel like there's something about musicals that just sort of elevates the story that you're trying to tell mm-hmm. in a way that is just so magical that, um, you know, it, Musicals can get a bad rap as being the the lesser than art form sure. of the stage, but um, a well done musical, there's nothing else like it. I would also say, it just occurred to me, but like a bad musical beats a bad play any day of the right. week for me. <laughs> At least maybe there's a good song in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's all or a, a nice tap number. A nice number. Somebody's singing something. Great. Mm-hmm. It depends on why the musical's bad, obviously. But like, you know, I've seen some bad plays, and we yeah. all have, and. Yeah. There is something squirmable about. There's no break in the action. Yeah, there's like, nothing like to a let you. Song. No little valve, no release valve, no escape hatch in a bad play. It's all yeah. It's it's coming at you slowly, usually uh-huh. very very uh-huh. slowly. Um, yes, that is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you saw Rent? I was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. Sixteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Prime. Right. That's right. That's right. That's the perfect age to see. That's how old I was when I when I, I heard Rent for the first time. Was yeah. Was 16 and that's yeah. I think that's Cuz when the you listen age. to it as an adult you're like, "Wow, Benny was right." <laughs> Get a job. Is there a t-shirt that says that because Is there? It's there I should be. It. You know, I, I went to uh, go see shows at the performing arts space uh, near my hometown mm-hmm. um, with my grandmother every you sure. know, couple of months or whenever. Sure. So I got to see the, the Secret Garden there. And um, oh, so wow. I had yeah. little little specks, you know, mm-hmm. throughout my life. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't until high school. But you really school. had to do it yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was high school that um, I had, <laughs> in high school, I signed up for a, a music business class that ended up getting canceled 
because w- I was like the only person to sign up for it. I would have loved that class in high right? school. Oh my I know. gosh. It, it sounded like really how cool and work? practical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how to do it. Please. I don't know who they even <laughs> had slated to teach it. I was going to say, in high school? It's a pretty great high school you went to. Oh, Arlington, you know. Sure. <laughs> but even resources. so, it's not, well, it's not West Hollywood. Where no. You're like, oh, that's where everyone, like, clearly. Right. You want to know how this business that, like, Come on down. Right. We'll look at our professor. We'll check it out. Right. There he is. Phil Spector. Don't get too close. Right. Uh, So the the class got canceled and they said, okay, well, you can take an art class or a theater. And I had done um, (laughs) Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in middle school. Okay. Playing the Violet Beauregard. And then. (laughs) Nice. Say it a real part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blueberry and all. Nice. Uh, And then after that, I took. You know, just uh, classes in middle school, and so I was like, "All right, well, I can, I can do that." Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, the end of it because I, I walk into this space, and you know, I was in a new school, and everything was um, foreign to me. And uh, the minute I walk through the door, the, the theater teacher just says, "All right, once you walk through this portal, all your problems are gone, and you enter this special space." And uh, you know, that's probably why I'm so drawn to a man of no importance the musical because it's a very similar uh, way of life for the the people in mm. that show mm-hmm. and um so that there's something really magical about it and that that really was where it took off and um you know i kind of just started wandering into libraries and pulling off uh sound uh, cast recordings and listening to them and um you know taking day trips up to new york to see shows so Wow, so you were deep in, sort of right yeah, away. Yeah, I'd I'd been known to go up on a Wednesday, catch a matinee and a night show, and then come back that night. Wow, when, back when I was dedicated, you know, I've got a family. Now. Well, right, yeah, no, that, no, no, we have yes, we have yeah. children. They ruin everything. Of but course. yes, no, that is that's intense. That's really really great. Yeah, uh, to I find d- it like that is really because it's not. Yeah, that's so funny. I really like that that sort of way in, kind of sideways <laughs> in a little bit. Um, as somebody who got in it because he has, hey, look at me disease. So it's that like, that's why I was on stage to yeah. begin with. And so it is great to sort of find it in that like true, like, oh, this place is, this is awesome. Because yeah. we all have that, even no matter, I think no matter why you get into it, we all have that that moment where for me, it was the first time I auditioned for community theater and suddenly uh, everybody was like me. I was uh-huh. like, ooh, I'm going to come here all the time <laughs> even when I'm not in shows. I'm just going to stay sit here and be with these people. How old were you at that point? Twelve. 12 okay i was 12 i i my it's an important time I, in your life but a lot of it has to do with that sense i think and th- that you say is in the show of the sense of safe space happy space you know and even to sort of gentle i can be me i can be whoever i or if i don't feel like being me mm. i can be literally anybody else which mm-hmm. when you're in high school is is awesome yeah <laughs> well and that's that song princess here stands a shop girl who puts prices on the produce not a princess my royal palace is the back room of a boarding house brick wall for a view i don't pretend to be a thing but plain and common when you're brought up in Roscommon, what's the use pretending? I leave the fairy tale ending to the people such as you. They don't raise dreamers in Roscommon, only onions and potatoes. You can only talk about potatoes. <laughs> 
And uh, she gets drawn in by saying, "When, when else am I going to have a chance to play a princess?" And yeah, I mean that's 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 theater. Yeah, it really is, and it is that thing of of him seeing that in her. And I really, it, it's never a question of whether or not any of these people can act, because mm-hmm. that isn't. <laughs> well, that's what's beautiful about it is that's not what it, what's important. No, it it is that they'll that they that they're I mean he has that sense as a director that people are right for the parts that they're right for or mm-hmm. not and just wants them to be and he wants to put Robbie in the show is of course mm-hmm. a big plot point is he wants to put Robbie in the show mm-hmm. uh as John the Baptist I believe I is think that so. right yeah and so he he's trying to craft this world of all these people whose company he enjoys and and giving them something to do but and that he can kind of work and create this beautiful space mm-hmm. um and also people that he thinks need it in some yeah. way or the connection. Yeah, they're all there. There's a there's a wonderful sense of connection among among everybody, with the exception of Carney. I mean, it really does. Mm. Fe- he does feel a little more outsiderish. Yeah, from the jump. Right. Well, he's not on that bus. Yeah, he's not one of the people on the bus. Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah he he does feel a little more removed mm-hmm. from from them, and it is. The diva, <laughs> right? And, but it's but it's it's you know he's the only one who doesn't belong, and he's mm-hmm. the only one who's not there at, at the, the end. end. He yeah. he is he is the the true outsider. He never belonged really in the first place. He's probably also one of the few who can actually act. I would <laughs> guess, which is why he's the one the lead gets all these, or at least can memorize all the lines. Right. That's you know that's a big requirement. It's a big requirement, <laughs> and there's a certain also a certain amount of double casting in this show. There is. Yeah. Um, with things like the actor who plays Mr. Carney also plays Oscar Wilde, which yeah. is such an interesting, mainly, it, it seems to me mainly, that confused me a lot the first time I listened to it. I think mm-hmm. it mainly comes from him having played the lead in all the Wilde plays he just is associated with with Oscar Wilde. Yeah, I think it's also just kind of fun to mm-hmm. have them juxtaposed against each other. Yeah. Um, you know, to have this antagonist with, this luminary in, in mm-hmm. his mind, um, yeah. you know, there's something fun the sort about of de- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His and like leading him to, you know, the bar and to right, which is yeah, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he does at the end. I mean, it it is a what's so heartbreaking about the ending, uh, not the ending, but the the moment mm-hmm. before the ending yeah. where he does get beaten up in the bar aside from the actual what happens is that before he goes he dresses he decides to dress like to oscar dress wilde. like oscar wilde to really just be like nope i am going to be me like there's no theater anymore mm-hmm. so he's going to take his theater into the streets and he oh. gets all gussied up he puts on makeup. He wears his carnation, the green carnation, which is how you know right. that you're homosexual, and, right? And uh, which Wild started. I mean, that was his yeah. big flower. Tr- and his big, you know, big tie like Wild wore, mm-hmm. and the big hat flows into mm-hmm. the bar. Um, and you, it's such a big swing. But you, what does he? Kn- what else does he know? Well, right. You know, but it's that thing of like having gone. It's it's so honest. That's what breaks my mm. heart. Is that moment of like when this character decides to come out. It's going to be too much mm-hmm. because it's been held back for so long. Mm-hmm. And like you say, he has no frame of reference mm-hmm. whatsoever. You know, RuPaul's Drag Race is yeah. on television. <laughs> this man has nothing yeah. except 
this man. The one other gay person he knows for certain was gay, who mm-hmm. was Oscar Wilde, mm-hmm. to use as a landmark. And what did Wilde do? This is what Wilde did. Mm-hmm. So here we go. This is how I'm gonna gonna be. And you just know, I mean, sitting there, this isn't going to go well. He's a sitting this duck. This isn't going to go mean, well. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go badly. And it goes worse than I could have thought. It really does. Goes up to him and says, can I have a cuddle? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I mean, clearly he doesn't even know, you know, terminology. Like, and it's, it's, oh my he, gosh. He like takes this pure love that he heard about from right, Baldy. From Baldy. And just. Oh my God. And then just gets, I mean, and it, it is also how cruel it is that he was i mean he was set up mm. yeah in the middle of act one they yeah. started this whole right. l- slow burn well and where it, he's been targeted by this group who suspected he was gay and so tries to draw him out and once they draw him out and confirm that he's gay they beat him up yeah yeah like you said in the first act he he sings this song that you know is kind of just like a blip of a song but then you know on the cd it's mm-hmm. that last song that they kind of tack on there love's just, never lost yeah it's, so that that does come in the middle of act one he sings that in the bar like okay the you know the group is like oh yeah get up and sing something so he sings this like sort of old-fashioned irish tune and it's just completely out of place in this bar so mm-hmm. he's already a target at that point like right. they've never seen this guy before and you know the Irish pubs, you know, you see a lot of regulars, right? Of people who and this come is in Robbie there. takes him to his local and to yeah. try to get it, just to get him to go out and and be nice, and and it, it goes badly, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not the end of the world yet. It just goes badly. Mm-hmm. It becomes the end of the world much later. Uh, but yeah, so that's right. So that's when this begins. So then this character of uh, is it Benton or yeah, Brenton um, uh, targets him there, and then it comes up again later in the show and then this is what this is what he does comes back to the bar to proposition him and yeah i think we see uh benton brenton beret three times right yeah um and it yes it just all goes it goes so badly and yeah it couldn't have just been one person beating up it had to be like a whole well and that's the thing that's another like i say this this the show is constantly playing with my expectations because i expected when i started to it's obviously not on the cd but reading this description being like, I thought at first, oh, the two of them have been caught. Like this mm-hmm. was just, this was a, a, qu- a problem of, of presentation. Right. He was being far too ostentatious. If mm-hmm. he'd just been a little more subtle, maybe it could work. And then, no, it's not. It's, a, it's been a trap from the jump. I mean, that is just, that is so, it's heartbreaking on a human, like a humanity level where you're just like, oh, the world is against you, actively against you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only not wanting you to be yourself, not wanting to allow you to be who you want to be, but if you even hint, we're going to trap you, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to use your vulnerability against you. Which is why the song, The the Confession is so heartbreaking, Yeah. which I, I don't know, that, that might be my favorite song. I don't know. I kind of oscillate between different sure but how he's you know sitting in this box talking to the priest where he should be able to say anything to and he just you didn't grow up catholic did you (laughs) no no i didn't (laughs) yeah should is a great word in that sentence right that's not what confession is like (laughs) (laughs) i do i do really respect the fact that both in the film though and the musical the church isn't 
the end. It's not the priest who shuts the show down. I mean, it is mm. the priest who shuts the show down ultimately, but it's really Carney who shuts the show He's down. He's the impetus. Yeah. They, he, the, they might not have found out until they went and saw the show. Right. That it was so scandalous. And even then, there's a difference between hearing a show contains X, Y, and Z and seeing a show that contains X, Y, and Z and be like, oh, okay. Like there are that's, other redeeming factors. Yes, that it's handled in a way that's appropriate. It's whatever, and blah, my blah, cousin's blah. in it. Exactly yes. right. And like, who cares? They're having yeah. fun. There's a bunch of people here. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Great. No big deal. Well, and it's the sodality. What is the sodality, by the way? Sodal- oh, it has to do with the, the Blessed Virgin, which uh, we Catholics are huge on. The Blessed Virgin. Okay. Uh, so Mrs. Virgin Patrick. Mary. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Patrick is part of the Sodality. Yes. It's a religious body in which which aims at fostering in its members an ardent devotion, reverence, and filial love towards the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. Basically it's a devotional group okay. towards towards Mary. Um, so you have this adulterous woman in this sodality, which is part of the group that shuts down the play. Oh, that's yeah. The full circle oh, part. Oh, is that the woman that Robbie is yeah. is having an affair with is in the sodality that shuts down the show? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good man. This is really well written. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Terrence Terrence McNally, no slouch. He. This is the team that brought you Ragtime. Right. There should be no surprise in my in my experience that this is a really well written show. Solid. Right. Yeah, it is. Man. Okay. Yeah. And it would, that's really, I, I'm sorry. I'm just stunned by how well written that is in that moment. Um, yeah. She starts off act two. Um, with, with the Our Father. The Our Father. Right. right? Which, um, you know, it is also beautiful in and of itself because it's this hymn that she's singing in the church mm-hmm. while at the same time there's this raucous pub, you know, foot stomping, um, you know, song that's going on over top of it. Right. And, uh, you know, which you know, she's got her dual lives, which is just beautiful when you think about the mm-hmm. the image of that. Yeah. And her, the, what about, but again, what's really great about that being the surprise of the fact that they are, are in love with each other. Mm, right. And how just ultimately, you know, the, the, there's no shying from the hypocrisy, but I also feel bad for her. Like more than, I don't dislike her in that moment mm-hmm. of like shutting the show down. And, you know, the, the, when I find out the truth about what's going on, it's this whole, everyone's stuck in this impossible situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this little tiny, I mean, it's a big city, but it's this little community in this big city mm-hmm. and everybody has to be, you know, has to play their part mm-hmm. and has to do their thing. And she's in the, you know, she's in the solidarity and she can't, condone the play but at the same time she loves this man and she can't deny that and mm-hmm. so like where where are we what are we doing here exactly and, and that's a character that he actually isn't really fleshed out all that much i mean do you meet her before the top of act two uh and any more than because she's not in the I show can't right remember <laughs> 10 years ago I didn't <laughs> the script before we came back um i don't i don't think so yeah it it, it didn't it was a voice that i didn't recognize sorry katie mcmanus oh. uh, if i'm forgetting you in all of act oh, one of wow. her performance well it is only played by one actress so yeah. she probably does appear but she doesn't sing before the top of act two so yeah. um she was the yeah, I do when the voice came through I thought I remember going oh I don't think I don't think I've met that character yet mm-hmm. and she does only pop up I mean in that song and then the man of no importance reprise yeah and then the scene where I think she said she um, was going to see uh, Lawrence of Arabia because yeah. it was a long movie right so she'd have a little bit of cover <laughs> her it is a long movie it's a four hour movie yeah uh, man that that's quite a relationship you guys have <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it is. Uh, I, I I think that it is funny though that I do. Walk, I mean, it's a beautiful story and it's a beautiful musical, but I do like the pervasive emotion I walk away from it. And maybe it's just again my own Irish nature is how sad mm-hmm. it really makes me feel. I mm-hmm. mean, it does. You know, it has that. It does have a very hopeful ending. It does have a happy ending. It does have a, a conclusion in which this man is not alone who mm-hmm. is prepared to face the it seems to me prepared to face the world mm-hmm. alone honest and alone yeah finds he is not alone and right. in fact he has all the and it and then also there's the there's and he a, actually has been a man of great importance of great importance yes yeah. and that to robbie has it is he's told by his boss that robbie ran like sort of requested a transfer immediately upon finding out he was gay it was actually not he was mm-hmm. forced to change bus lines mm-hmm. um of course, he discovers what we know, that his sister loves him. Adele comes. The moment where Adele comes back is the moment where I was kind of like, I don't know if this is really happening mm. or not, because that felt a little... Well, because also another, I meant to say, moment where the, the show subverted my expectations was when she says she's pregnant, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that goes, oh, okay, now you two can be a couple. <laughs> like, well, because it, it's sort of this horribly bad circumstance for everyone, mm-hmm. but if he marries Adele... Her child's not born out of wedlock. Everyone will stop bothering He's him. He's got a beard. And they both have to live a lie for a long time. Uh-huh. But it will but it will work out. And that isn't even hinted. It was so great to be like, that's the obvious sort of like. Huh, that's very interesting. That's where I, your brain went I, with that. Right where my Well, I, I think that some, I think that writers views, I, I am, I don't know about all writers. I'll just speak for myself. When I am watching a story, I am trying to figure it out. I can't. I can't not do that. It, it's and it's not great to be yeah. entirely honest, but it is that thing of like when you see characters with problems interacting with each other, your this. brain naturally goes, "Oh, we could solve it this way." It's a first draft solution. It's yeah. not the right answer, but it is that thing of like, "Oh, this is what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. And I do often have the problem where I think I'm smarter than the material, just because there's only nine or ten plots in the world. Right. You know, there's only nine or ten ways to solve any given problem. Let's link this up. Yeah, I'm pro, and it's going to be like this. Information will not be introduced unless it's going to matter later. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is also. I mean, it's a. Tr- it's one way the story could go. They could get married. That and then that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like we're having now is that he, they're in this relationship. They have to keep up appearances, and they like each other enough. But she's going to have a baby. Like eh, that's be a hellion. Yeah, that's Jesus. not great. Um, so, and people, you know, it is what it is, but I was really appreciative of the fact that the show didn't even, that was not even Mm -hmm. in, in the cards anywhere. He is just on her side. This person he's just met basically. And he has these, there's a great moment in the trailer for the movie where he gives, uh, it's maybe in the show also where his, his boss is chastising a woman on the bus who doesn't have a ticket mm-hmm. who has a small child and he goes oh gosh I'm sorry like I forgot to give her a ticket right. he covers for her right. he's, just, he's just a giant heart of a human being yeah. and he he just tries to re- he just tries to buck her up he just tries to get her to feel you know he doesn't he doesn't think of his problem at all mm-hmm. it's not oh wait this would be great for me mm-hmm. and you, we'll figure this out. it was just like no no you, we can there's beauty and love in the world, and we can figure this out. That is sort of his mantra the whole way through. And he turns out he's right. It's just not in the way he, he is, thought. He, yeah. yeah, he doesn't realize the, the beauty of his words and the truth in them. Yeah. It's a great them. show, yeah, yeah. Christina. Yeah. I really, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad I, I chased it down. I'm glad you recommended it. It was on your list of of, of choices, and uh, 
I like to grab ones that I didn't know. Yeah. I always like to grab ones that oh. I that I don't know that people speak highly of and 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 passionate about. I love that this one's getting a little bit of press here. Yeah, it's it's it should. We're be playing some more. clips. We're getting yeah. it out. You know, Christina's got the CD. She'll That's burn right. your copy if you can find her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you. This, what do you have going on right now that people can come see or upcoming? I should yes, say. upcoming. I'm um, directing Airness, which is a co-production with the Keegan Theater and First Stage, mm. and it is a, a regional premiere of a show about the world of air guitar. Which I don't. Is that know. why you were judging an air guitar competition? That's why I was judging an air. I had to get research. Sure. Because <laughs> I've never been to one. Right. And now I feel like I am yeah, you're legit, ready. right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's, that was the background to that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so come see it. <laughs> When's that go up? That goes up uh, November. It plays through the month of November at Keegan and then transfers to first stage for the month of December. Great. Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you so much for having me. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Christina A. Coakley for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. (laughs) 